the, the second half of verse 17 is where, where we'll start, through 19. So, like I said, we're picking um, up in the middle of a prayer that Paul wrote to the Ephesians. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's our scripture reading for tonight. So as we, as a church family, conclude 2019 in, in God's word, we're also concluding uh, this, this prayer series, Praying Deep and Wide. I believe there were six in the mornings from September through November, and I kind of was saving this one for tonight, the seventh one. Seven's the number of perfection, so it's going to pull everything together. It's actually, in a sense, it's not exactly going to do that, but what we're doing is zeroing in on what Paul prays for the church about Christ's love. He wants them to know Christ's love. He wants them to experience it. We see in the various letters that Paul writes to the churches in the New Testament that he wants God's people to know the love of God. And based on what we read about his preaching and travels in these letters, but also especially in the book of Acts, we also know that Paul wants the world to know of the love of God in Jesus Christ. And that's very much the same prayer that we have as pastors and elders, that we in this church family know Christ's love more and more, and we want to share it with those outside of the family of God too. Paul is praying earnestly for this. And we've prayed earnestly as a church together in this last year as well. And, and as we've done that, we've experienced Christ's love together. In, in the same ways that, that Paul brings up here in these verses. Um, for one, we prayed cherishing the communion of the saints. Paul emphasizes that we would experience Christ's love together with all the saints in verse 18. And at faith, we cherish the fellowship of believers, the relationships that we have here. Uh, being part of a church where we have a relationship with one another is so important to our lives of faith. And through that, we experience Christ's love in a way that we simply cannot experience any other way. As Alistair Begg puts in his book on prayer, we can't know the love of God in Christ in isolation from the saints, in isolation from the church, in other words. 
Now, we all know that sometimes God's people or, or a child of God, a brother or sister, can be physically unable to come to worship and participate in the fellowship, either for a time or for years and years. In situations of, of short-term illness, chronic illness, those who are shut in, we trust that God gives extra grace. And at the same time, we as a church family work hard to reach out to these members with Christ's love. We do that with our visits, with cards, with notes, uh, by sending out every Monday a good number of bulletins and CDs and DVDs are sent out. We use other media and technology as well to reach those who can't be here. But for those who are able, we're called to be part of the communion of the saints. You can't know the love of God in Christ in your bedrooms, from the radio, from TV, from a podcast, uh, from a live stream, or even on a silent retreat like you can in the church. Just not the same. The love of God is especially discovered together in the fellowship of the saints. And, and so we cherish uh, the communion of the saints here at faith. And we have in the past year. We've experienced uh, the joys of new members and births, professions of faith, marriages. Uh, we've enjoyed serving with each other inside and outside the church. We've also experienced suffering with those who have lost loved ones or been through other types of trials in the last year, like, like surgeries, cancer treatments, financial hardships, going through grief. To go through suffering in life with the family of God is something very, very special. We've experienced it as a family. I know Pastor Matthew's family has. And as pastors, we've had so many people share with us what a unique and precious experience that they've had of Christ's love in the church during their hard time. Not that you want to go through suffering, but it's an incredibly wonderful fellowship with other believers that you have when you do. Like, like when you ask, you're asking for prayer and you receive it. And, and you can basically feel those prayers sustaining you, right? Uh, when... when, when People know that you're going through a hard time or a loved one is. And a brother or sister before or after church say, how are you doing? And you share with them. And you know that they really care for you. There's nothing quite like that. In Ephesus, this young church had Jews and Gentiles, so kind of, a variety of people in many ways, but that's a big difference between the Jews and Gentiles, and you read about that in the New Testament. But this variety of people that God brought together, 
And as Paul talks about in the next chapter 4, that unity of believers who on the surface can be so different from each other, it's a very, that unity, togetherness, the fellowship, is a special calling for the church, and it's a special blessing in the church. And at Faith, of course, we have folks from different backgrounds, different ages, stages of life, richer, poorer, men, women, boys, girls, different perspectives and ideas too, various talents. And when we prayerfully sing of, of God's love that unites us, when we affirm that together, uh, when we encourage each other in the faith that we all share, when we see it displayed in each other's lives, then we grow in the love of Jesus and we see his love in ways that we never, ever would if we weren't here now in this family of faith. And even when you think of your personal devotions in this past year, the fact that we're part of this church has a tremendous impact even on our personal prayer life because we're praying for each other. We're praying for the church as a whole. We're praying for individuals. So we pray personally when we're part of a church family, but not alone. We do it in the, in the context of the, this covenant family. Looking back, we've prayed, cherishing the communion of the saints here. And that's different than a non-traditional church experience that many are having these days, like in a megachurch or churches that are wannabe megachurches. The difference is we actually know each other. We rub shoulders with one another. We serve those in need together. We listen to God's word and we worship together. And, and I just got to say, and I don't want to offend other Bible-believing churches around us, there are good churches here, but I'm going to tell you, I am 100% convinced that there is no better church around to experience the love of Christ in your life and in your family's life right now and for your whole life long. No better place than the communion of saints here at Faith CRC. And in 2019 was, again, evidence of that as we prayed, cherishing this communion of the saints. Also in 2019, secondly, we prayed grasping the knowledge of the truth. Let me explain. Our third grader, Adriana, has a teacher that she loves this year. His name is Mr. Grunewald. He's related to uh, the other Grunewalds that are here in our church. Well, to teach spelling and to make it fun for the boys and girls, knowledge is a word he regularly uses. Uh, so they get that silent K at the beginning of the word firmly in their brains. We've heard about this on a regular basis from Adriana, and it must work because she really gets a kick out of it. And we do, too, every time she reminds us. 
In 2019, we prayed cherishing the communion of the saints, but also grasping the knowledge of the truth. What Paul prays is that the church would grasp the love of Christ when he prays that the church would grasp the love of Christ that we read. That's what it's about especially, that we'd comprehend it, that we'd know it. The love of Christ is grounded in the truth of God, and we pray to God having comprehended those truths, that knowledge. Jesus' love is not experienced so much in Buddhist-like meditations or in feelings of love, but we start in the truth and we pray in the truth. The truth and the knowledge of who God is, who we are, who Jesus is and what Jesus came to do, the fact that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's why we always pray in Jesus' name. That affirms that we're praying in the truth of Christ. We're not just praying generally or with some vague feeling of a need for something greater than ourselves. The pathway to our hearts, our souls deep within, where we especially want Christ's love to reach and to be grounded, the pathway there is through our minds. It's through a knowledge of the truth. We prayed in this past year before sermons and worship Uh, before worship services over that way for God's word of truth to come, to be clear, to convict us, to equip us, to change us so that we'd know him better. We've prayed to grasp that truth in our small groups and Bible studies and in our classrooms, in our youth groups. And as we've prayed, In these smaller groups, too, we've experienced here the love of Christ. One more thought about this prayer and experiencing the love of Christ in the church through prayer. We finally prayed expecting the incomprehensible. When we talk about praying to grasp the knowledge of the truth, we do that knowing we're never going to grasp and know it all, right? Though God certainly gives us in his word what we need for salvation and what we need for our day-to-day lives and whatever we might go through. But ultimately, Christ's love goes beyond what we can experience. It goes beyond whatever we might envision it's, it, it's greater than what we can even comprehend because God's ways are simply greater than ours. And Paul conveys that to the Ephesians by talking about how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, he writes. John Stott, a really well-known person who writes about the Bible and 
teaches and preaches, he says about those four dimensions that this is what they tell us about Christ's love. It's broad enough to encompass all mankind. It means Christ's love is long enough to last for all eternity. It's deep enough to reach the most degraded, lowest sinner, and it's high enough to exalt Jesus to heaven. And that, that's kind of helpful, I think, and makes a lot of sense. I think what the Bible is telling us, though, ultimately, is that the love of Jesus is beyond what we could ever comprehend or conceive or measure. I don't think it's a coincidence that Paul's description of Jesus' love has four dimensions, whereas we generally think about life in three dimensions, right? And we measure things in three dimensions. In other words, it seems to me that the Bible is saying God's love is immeasurable. It's beyond what we can grasp beyond what we might ever expect or could comprehend. And prayer brings us there, right? Beyond what we can measure. Prayer, there's a, a real sense that it's a, it's a, it's a portal to another world. And, and we've received glimpses of the beyond in this past year together in how God has sustained us, and sustained our brothers and sisters in the faith. We've experienced the beyond in circumstances in our lives that were nothing less than miraculous including how each one of us became a child of God and how we've been given the treasure of God's grace in Jesus to share with others, how Jesus came at Christmas and still comes to us today in our life situations and how he keeps us and sustains us through all of it. We've also experienced the incomprehensible in how God brought some members of our church family to glory. That's a miracle. They passed through death to eternal life. They were, as we put it sometimes, translated from the church militant that's the church still struggling and at war with sin and the devil, the church in history now, to what we call the church triumphant in heaven, where every tear is washed away, there's no more sin. And, and when they died, their souls went immediately into Jesus' arm. Also miraculous is how God sustains those left behind as they grieve and miss their loved one day by day, year by year. It's incomprehensible. It's miraculous how Christ's love works in our church family through prayer. And 
And as we think about those who have gone home uh, and we reflect again on this past year, we've been reminded that our citizenship is in heaven. That's the focus. That love from beyond. That relationship beyond our circumstances with our heavenly Father in prayer. That's what has brought us thus far. And that's what's going to bring us forward from here. Isn't it amazing how we in prayer have experienced Christ's love together in the church? I'm talking about this church here, but uh, the church as a whole. We have brothers and sisters that we love and connect with, that are friends with in, in the broader church body too. But it's amazing how in 2019, in prayer, We've experienced Christ's love in our lives and with brothers and sisters in the family of God in, in ways way beyond any other way. Let's keep praying and, and, and may God use this fellowship of his saints, the knowledge of the truth, and even what goes beyond our comprehension so that we and others have a fuller experience of the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord so that we can give him glory all the more, and so that we can serve him in his kingdom even better. Amen. Let's pray. Oh God, as we have desired to grow in prayer uh, together as a church in this last year, and, and really always, thank you for, through prayer and in prayer, we've been able to experience the love of Jesus that, that Paul is talking about in our verses. May, may that continue. May we experience it more and more and deeper and better and in richer ways right here at the fam, in the family of God at Faith Church. We pray that we also, in, in new and uh, various ways, would share that love of God with those who desperately need, us, need it and aren't part of the family of God. Thank you, O oh God, for the encouragement that... Um, Though we are in this congregation, we are a part of uh, of the broader church, Bible-believing churches uh, here near us and around the world, uh, our denomination, where we all together are working in the places you have called us uh, to be a prayerful people, to experience Christ's love in better and better ways, and to share Christ's love with the needy world. Bless us as we close out this year together in worship. And in your love, bring us forward into the new year. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.